0: Okay. I'm in. How are you? How are you, buddy? <laughs> I'm good. Long time no see, my man.
1: I know, man. I missed you, man. We.
0: Yeah, I miss we... you. Every time I text you, you leave me on red. I'm like, it's your favorite, red, Keith, <laughs> red. How many keys do you know? So then I was like, raise red. And you're like, oh, hey.
1: Yes, yes. What's <laughs> up? How you been, man?
0: I'm okay, buddy. How are you?
1: Good 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 man just grinding like everybody else on the way to the Haha tonight.
0: <laughs> oh, the Haha is one of my favorite clubs.
1: Yeah. Yep,
0: yep, yep. I like it because uh it's so intimate. Like it only fits like 140 and it's it's like one of those clubs where uh you could feel freely to bomb and Jack won't be too pissed. You know what I mean?
1: Mhm. I I think the fact that also jack senior and yeah. and uh, terry are very gracious to let us go up but but the fact that his son also does stand up he understands the struggle yeah you know yeah i, mean? yeah. I, I met the
0: son yeah I, I don't yeah. like bombing in front of jack and terry
1: <laughs> yeah but they're still forgiving they're yeah. still forgiving because they get it
0: yeah so how, how have you been man because uh when covid hit you know you were on a big big tour and uh-huh. then it hit so, yeah. like, what happened with that? Are you back on that big tour? Because you were doing uh, Spanish
1: comedy for a while. Yeah, I was doing Spanish comedy for a while. I had just flown in back from Guatemala and on a sold-out show. But, you know, as soon as I landed in March, manager calls me and says, hey, the rest of the Latin American tour is canceled. We're coming back home. There's this thing called COVID that's affecting everybody, and they're shutting down the borders. So if you leave again to the next show, you won't be able to come back in. So I was like, ah, oh. until they figure this thing out. So I was like, okay, I'm grounded. Um, COVID, I don't know if it ended, but we've overcome so much now. We kind of get a somewhat of an idea what it is. Right. But we're out and doing shows now. But then you have, like, for example, I was booked for San Luis Rio Colorado last October in 2022. And it was my first time going back to Latin America. And the, the promoter of the event, Goes, uh, we're going to have to cancel it. Why? The cartel is just shooting up the town right now. Jesus. No, nobody's getting permits to to perform or, or sell any liquor. That's the way they control the, the, the nightlife there. They'll end the permits for selling liquor, so you're not allowed to sell liquor. So now nobody's going to go out. And so the guy's like, I don't think you should come. I said, I don't think I should go either. <laughs> <laughs> so... After analyzing all of this, I I spoke to my wife. My wife's like, yeah, what's the what's the purpose? Why are you going? Because we live in an era where your Spanish comedy can transcend borders now because of the fan base that you have. People will look for you and you're going to people in Colombia and Venezuela can see you thanks to YouTube and Instagram and TikTok. So. Why don't we focus on that? Why don't you focus on the fact that you live in California and you have so many outlets for Spanish comedy? There's no need for you to go to Latin America and get pesos. Yeah. So obviously you're not doing it for the money. You're doing it for the experience. But right now is not a good time to go experience Latin America.
0: It's also like a unique experience because there's not a lot of comedians who are doing this. You know
1: what I mean? When I first started 2014, 2013, and I'm saying that officially doing stand-up in Spanish, Uh, I've always did Spanish comedy, but but then in 2013, 2014, it's it started blossoming in Mexico. Now, now uh, with Netflix releasing some of these Spanish specials, it really opens the horizon to everybody. Now you have in the entire Latin America now. Fairly new. I'll give you that. But they uh, they understand what stand up is.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I remember back in the days like I was just because I gave you a great intro. And I was telling the folks at home that you were one of the first headliners to give me a lot of stage time. And I opened up for you you for a while. And I was very grateful for you.
1: Thank you, buddy. No, Uh, thank you for working. Everybody needs a a chance. Everybody needs a spot. Everybody needs an opportunity.
0: uh, And then you delete my number.
1: I delete your number. (laughs) What am I I doing?
0: I wanted to ask you cuz your wife is very supportive. She's always been very supportive of your comedy. And I remember when when you got married and you had a child, she said, "Listen, I want you to either go all in or I want you to stop."
1: Mhm. You
0: know what I mean? And it seems like you went all in.
1: Well, this is the thing is when I was with my wife and and we decided, "Hey, we're going to have this child." Um It wasn't like you made that decision. Like it was just like, "Hey, we've been together for four years now." Keep in mind, I did want a child. I wanted everything, but I put things in perspective in my life. Um, I looked for happiness instead of success. Yeah, I mean, I realized something in the world that we live in now that nobody's gonna care for me but my daughter. You understand? That's my legacy. Right. It doesn't matter how much I do in the comedy world, how much I accomplish as a comedian. It could all be taken away for one mistake in the especially world we live in today,
0: especially now. Yeah,
1: Especially now. So the only person that will forever be attached to me will be my daughter because that is my daughter. Now, if I do a great job as a dad, if I raise her, her entire life and I'm there for her and and I guide her and I teach her my morals and ethics and our culture. And by the time she grows up, I'll make mistakes and she'll know that I'm not perfect. But at the end of the day, she'll know exactly who I am. The rest of the world. won't. So even if I make a mistake or even if, if you tell her your dad's a monster, she's going to reply to them and say to you, to me, he was the best dad in the world. So if if I can have that at the end of my life, if I can have that my kid loves me at the end of my life, that is success. That is happiness, not money, not shows, not theaters, not tours. So
0: you have a very good heart, too, because I remember on my birthday, you came over and had lunch with me and my family. It was Uh, like.
1: I was bro- yeah i was broke and i didn't have any money so i said man if i go to his <laughs> birthday party i'm pretty sure they're gonna give me lunch no. i graduated
0: college and on for my birthday i said richard let's go to islands with my family and you can't
1: yes 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 because like anything else we don't get to have other friends but comedy friends do you yeah. understand so so why because every weekend we are working I and mean, we are working with our friends we become friends we spend so much time together we start building a relationship so when you were graduating college, I already knew you were going to college. So we had already had these conversations that, oh, yeah, I'm still going to school. I'm almost going to graduate. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. So by the time you said, oh, I'm graduating, I said, oh, shit, this happened. Let's go. <laughs> I, I felt like I was a part of this. Now let's let's go to islands. Let's have a good time. So you <laughs> are my friend. We are all our friends. All the comedians, we're all friends just because the nature of the beast, man. We don't yeah. get to have real friends like other what I mean, real traditional friends. Meaning, yeah. I'll see you Saturday for the barbecue. No, I'll see you Wednesday. Yeah.
0: The,
1: I'll see you Thursday at the comedy store. That's I, how you 100%. Yeah. And
0: but the thing that's very uh, unique about you, you're one of these comics where for example, like let me I'm going to just give you an example and I mean this from the bottom of my heart. You know how, like, everyone says, like, Dave Chappelle or Bill Burr is the best comic ever. You know what I mean? Like, you've heard that, you know? To me, I don't think so, because Dave Chappelle and Bill Burr don't make me happy. Richard Villa makes me happy. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, like, whenever I hear your name, I just, I'm like, oh, my God, he's my buddy. I know Richard Mm -hmm. Villa. And it doesn't really matter, like, if you have a bad set or not. I'm always going to support you and always be going to be proud of you. Well, that's what
1: buddies do, bro. That's what friends do. I mean, at the right. end of the day, you're not perfect. I'm not perfect. But it's it's those moments, the people that you they hear your name and go, hey, it I brings me a good memory. Yeah. It's these young guys that I hang out with right now. Uh, they'll drive me yeah, around I'm like there. your
0: own entourage now. No, no, no. And it's not
1: an entourage. <laughs> it's, I mean, it, for example, Keith, nobody told you how to become a stand up. Nobody tells you where you go to become a stand up or how many courses you have to there is no guideline for this. So what you do is you just have to gravitate to people that are already doing what you want to do, right? Yeah, you learn by being present. You learn by showing up at the store at the haha, the improvs and hanging out and socializing with other comics. And little by little, we start guiding each other. So these young guys that just happen to live local here around here, they say, hey, I'll drive you. I'll pick you up. I'll go with you to your gig. All right. Why? their best interest? Their interest in there is I'm going to make a connection. Maybe I get booked the next time I come. I'll get to meet somebody else. You know, it's maybe
0: get a guest spot, maybe
1: get a guest spot. So because they're young, they're willing to put in the work, just like I did it for Jeff Garcia, for Willie Barsena, for everybody else. So um, that being said, these guys will hear stories of me and though will he says we he, he says richard every time we bring up your name a comedian will go oh richard was the first one to and then they'll say it yeah it, it, take me on the road book me at the improv give me my first gig give me my first paid gig get me on tv first put me on a movie like they always have richard gave me my first something <laughs> and yeah. they crack up every time every watch let's go to anybody and they'll pick somebody and say you know, Richard Villa, oh, Richard Villa, he was the first one to. <laughs> yeah.
0: But I, like, see, to me, that 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 is your legacy. I think that's amazing. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Because, um, yeah. But it comes with a price. Do, yeah. do you understand? You, you, I discussed this the other day on another podcast was. I did it out of fear. I did it out of fear of failing. I felt like if I took on helping everybody else, I can mask the fact or at least use an excuse why I didn't make it, quote unquote, what people say, right? right. So it's like you need, it's like you need, you know, you need to do your homework, but you start cleaning your house. Yeah. Just to avoid the fact that you have to do your homework. So I think refried for me was that I was so scared of success or, or having to really believe in me that I rather believe in everybody else because it was an easier cop-out Right. and now in my life at 45 now i'm going like now i'm gonna be selfish i'm gonna focus on me that doesn't mean i don't help people i'm gonna help everybody along the way but but really focus on me like what does richard villa want to do from this point on because i, I I've, I've i've planted so many seeds and i have so many friends that i can count on that it's great i love the fact that i have that but now i really want to get selfish and go how does how do I want the story to end? Right. I get to dictate that. So
0: I I I totally get that because like when I run shows, I run shows where you know obviously I want to help people out, but I also want to help myself out. Like I want to do good shows because that's where I'm strongest at. You know what I mean? And if yeah. I can't do a good show, I feel that I'm failing everyone who's on the show.
1: Yeah, and don't, and that's that's the thing, is don't put yourself in that situation. Don't don't uh beat yourself up in that sense. That it's your fault. It's not your fault. It, it is what it is. The shows sometimes are good, sometimes they suck. Yeah. But like anything else, bro, you shake it off, you fucking do it again tomorrow. Um, but it's nice that you do help other people. Out. And trust me, nobody's gonna blame you for a bad show. You yeah. understand?
0: You never blamed me and I, I, I booked you on some pretty bad shows. <laughs> well, yeah,
1: but and I, it's not your fault, man. We're, we're all grown men. Listen, regardless, <laughs> I go up there and I'll still perform. I'll give him the full Richard V experience. I don't care. <laughs>
0: do, do you remember uh, we did
1: Centerfield? Oh, Centerfield. Like, I
0: don't know, 12 years ago and the crowd was just bad. And you were on stage and you're like, Hey, I'm performing in front of a dartboard. Uh, do does anyone want to buy some darts from the bartender?
1: Yeah, anything? Huh? What are we doing here? And then I had <laughs> some guy heckle me and his brother was a comic.
0: Oh, my God. And he
1: wanted to get booked at the refried shows. And his brother came in and he was like, I don't know, just fucking heckling me. And I was like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> and yeah. then his brother calls me and apologized. I him. don't worry about it. It wasn't you. It was your brother. It was the asshole. <laughs> yeah.
0: Did the brother ever do refried?
1: Uh, yeah, I think I think uh, maybe I don't, I have no idea, man. I huh. I dude,
0: you should have stayed it. with yeah. That would have been like, hey, you're forgiving too.
1: Yeah, I'm forgiving, but I'm not sure. So I would hate for him to call you in. And say, hey, that motherfucker never booked me. <laughs> I don't know if I did or not.
0: He, he's probably um, one of those guys who like because uh, a lot of people that I've noticed that I started comedy with, I would say there's a the people I started with, Grant Cotter and Jen Murphy, Rosie Tran, like those are the only three names that I could think of. that are still doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So like th- that's what it's like about comedy is like every single year, it seems like there's more comedians, but there's more that fall off the wagon.
1: Yeah. And and it's listen in there's nothing wrong with that. Meaning yeah. uh, some people maybe see the truth, meaning, for example, when you see certain things that you thought or you had a perception of, maybe you thought comedy was going to be like this and it doesn't live up to your expectation. It's okay for you to switch gears. Don't yeah. look at it as a failure. You just realize hey, trial and error. This doesn't fucking work for me. I'm out. Yeah. Um, I got to see an experience. Like you said, I was traveling and I was working with these huge names and going all over the country but I also got to see behind the current of what all of that entails. And and it it didn't it didn't impress me and I didn't want it. You know what I mean? It almost scared me in a sense where I was like, yes, you give me all of this, but I lose all of this. Do you understand? Right. The headliners that I'm working with have to run to their hotel rooms and hide because they're gonna be mobbed. They can't just go out and have a fucking dinner because all of a sudden they can't even just eat because everybody's yeah. staring. You can't scream or express yourself the way you want because people are watching and everybody has a camera now. So you're trying to sell me this. So people say, well, by then you can have so much money. You can hire security. So I'm putting myself back into a fucking cage. All right. I mean, all this fucking money and now I'm famous. But now I'm going to use all that fucking money to protect myself from the things that I wanted, which was fame.
0: Well, see, that's the thing that people don't understand about fame is because, you know, uh, I mean, let's be honest. We both have have some fame to a degree where and it's not to the point that, you know, you could have a bad day. And if you don't want to take a picture, you don't want to take a picture. And then you're considered a dick. You know what I mean? Well,
1: this happened to me. I was just talking to my buddy about it. I, I have a puppy. My little girl wanted a puppy. We called she called him Gerald for whatever reason. Right. So it's Gerald, her puppy. And it, when I say a puppy is a pretty heavy dog, but this big um, and it's it's a rescue. So I don't know what the fuck's mixed with. You know what I mean? So now I need to take him to the groomer as I'm taking him to the groomer. He lets go of the leash and starts running everywhere running into traffic, running in the parking lot. And I'm screaming, Gerald, Gerald, Gerald. And and like a crazy man. And this dog wouldn't fucking come to me.
0: He didn't know his name was Gerald. Uh, No, (laughs) yeah, exactly. Probably that.
1: (laughs) So at the corner of my eye, I see a guy videotaping me. He gets off his Honda Civic, parks to the side, and he's videotaping me. And I go, what's up? He says, are you Richard Villa? I said, yeah, oh my God, me and my, watch, me and my wife wait at the end of the night so we can sit in bed and we watch your videos. Oh, you're so funny. We love you. I've been waiting for 10 minutes to take a picture. I see that you're busy with your dog. And I've been screaming the whole time. He asked me a <laughs> video of me going, Gerald, get in, Gerald, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, All right. So I tell him, well, why don't you help me get the dog? If you've seen me for the last 10 minutes struggling, why don't you help me with the dog? And then I'll give you a proper picture, man. Yeah. And so now I'm screaming, Gerald, and he's not helping. He's just still standing there with the phone. I said, Help me. He goes, shh, shh. I was like, never mind. Yeah. And so I decided I'm going to take a picture with him now so he can leave. And he took a picture and he left because what's going to happen to this dog, I don't need anybody to record it. Right.
0: Gerald's <laughs> going to get it.
1: <laughs> and I don't want this guy recording me losing
0: it with Gerald. Right. But that is especially the if problem. your daughter finds out on TikTok.
1: You were screaming at Gerald, Dad. I saw it on TikTok. How dare you? What the hell? I saw what you did to Gerald. I don't need that in my life. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and that's fame. That's fame. That's the fact that you can't go get your dog groomed and just lose, have a, a bad day because now it's recorded and there you go. Yeah.
0: Your, your Gerald story uh, rem- reminds me of the old uh, Billy Crystal joke where he says, yeah, so my eighth birthday, my dad and I we went to the circus, and we left my dog Skip. We took him in and we dropped him off the vet, and we went to the circus and we had fun. You know, we saw the lions, the clowns, the popcorn. A great night for a birthday. And then we came home, and my dad tucks me into bed. I was like, "Holy crap, Dad! We forgot about Skip." And uh, my dad says, "Oh, we we had to put him down, son." You know and i was like but you put my dog down on my birthday and my dad said well it was on the way to the circus
1: there you go it's convenient <laughs> <laughs> i mean
0: it's it's one of those jokes that is so stupid that no matter <laughs> what it's funny you know i like right?
1: it it's dark it's dark as fuck uh, Keith, Keith, any any girlfriend, man, any any ladies? Are you dating anybody right now?
0: No, man. I mean, I, I I'm very bad at talking to the ladies. I mean, you know that like it's just um, it's because like like obviously all I want to do is comedy and I would love to have like a, a girlfriend, but my heart is more into comedy and more writing. So like if I have a date or something and I have a gig, or deadlines on these scripts i got all literally forget about them not because i i don't care about them but because
1: she has I, to get done yeah, so, yeah. yeah 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 i get it i get it listen take advantage of it don't rush into it if that's if that's your objective do it don't yeah. don't sweat it and don't let me or anybody else pressure you into anything else well when you're ready you're ready and when trust me when you're rich and famous, <laughs> it'll be easier.
0: <laughs> oh no. Well, see, here, here's the thing about me where like I I feel I would definitely be a good father. Mm-hmm. However, I feel I would be a terrible significant other. Does that make sense?
1: Oh, of course. Totally. So I totally. don't know
0: if that compliments me or if that makes me like a worse person, but like if i'm being honest i think that that's an honest answer
1: yeah no at, at least you know at least you know and and understand that but by by all means don't let anybody just make decisions for you you decide hey i want to have a kid i don't want to have And and you don't have to live by anybody's standards either man society you can be a single man so i can keep doing comedy yeah As you're happy man what we'll do whatever makes you happy I there told you what makes me happy. So, do you understand the difference? We don't have to be the same. You find your happiness anywhere you find it. Doing whatever you want.
0: Well, one of the things that makes me happy is talking to you and seeing you smile.
1: Damn. Yeah, yeah. Thank you,
0: uh, Richard Villa. I saw you on the TMZ. How many times have you been on the TMZ in know, the past TMZ, two years?
1: No, I think it was just the the reruns of TMZ. But oh, back really? It was doing refried. Yeah, they were talking about what well, you pee. Uh, what would happen if you're Need to pee in your driving. So you pee in a bottle, man. It's like, <laughs> it's pee in a bottle,
0: you be all set. So that was a rerun. I was gonna say it looks pretty young.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was a rerun. I just looked fucked up for years, man. Getting who, who, older is not easy.
0: Who is the most famous person who did refried?
1: Mm. Well, I mean because you had everybody. Everybody. I mean, I've I had Kevin Hart. I had oh. I had <clears throat> Chris Rock, I had Louis C.K., George Lopez. Got it? No, no. I'm sorry. No, no. I had all of those guys. Even Steve Martin came down with when he was working the Oscars with uh, with uh, what's his name?
0: Margin short.
1: He's one of those guys. Yes, they they were yeah. working the material. Out. And remember, they were just running around. The only person that never did Refried right? Gabriel did it. Carlos Mencia did. It. Everybody did. George Lopez didn't. Yeah. George o. Lopez. I asked him and he just said, Nope. He was yeah. the only one that never did for 10 years. We did the refried show Friday nights at the Hollywood improv and George never wanted to do it.
0: Yeah. It's like, so weird. Cause like I've asked George to do my podcast. He said yes. And then he just ghosted me. So I'm like, huh? So like, I think maybe either he's very, very busy or maybe he doesn't, Enjoy helping comics, and he just says he does. You know what I mean?
1: Oh, I, I don't know. I don't know, and I, I don't know if he's the one answering.
0: The yeah.
1: Yeah. Too. No, but I asked him personally. I asked. Oh right. it, it wasn't an email. It was just like, "Would you like to do refight? And he just said, "No, nah, I'm good."
0: <laughs>
1: I, said, right. I mean,
0: <laughs> was George Lopez one of your comedy heroes when you started?
1: No, I'm different. I'm cut from a different col- cloth, Keith. Uh, um, I didn't grow up watching Richard Pryor. I yeah. love Richard Pryor. Don't get me wrong. I think he's a genius, but that wasn't what influenced my comedy. I didn't grow up watching Paul Rodriguez. Uh, once again, very talented. Now, what my, what influenced me was Spanish stand-up comedians like Polo Polo, Luis Alba, Rafael Inclan, any sexy comedias, any of these Mexican comedies is what really sparked my my interest when it came to, to comedy because my dad was a huge fan of comedy but I can only enjoy it when it was in Spanish so my influences came from there. My The mannerisms, the characters, different phrases you would say. Um, el Chavo del Ocho. A lot of the, that humor, my humor comes from there but I've managed to make it into an English version of it. Does that make right. sense? Like this is what Latinos or La- Mexican specifically comedies like, and then I just said it in English now, so for me to make that transition to Spanish was very easy in the right. in, a, in that sense because I already understood the double entendres I understood all of that stuff
0: now, but see, like it would be hard for someone like me to do an entire you know hour in Spanish because i i I only know like three words in Spanish,
1: well, yeah, it would be hard for me to do a German. Right. In Spanish because I don't know any German either. <laughs> so we, we,
0: <laughs> we should start learning German and like make that our New Year's goal for next year and be like, we're going
1: to get invaded by Russia. And then <laughs> what
0: the hell were we learning German for
1: even <laughs> around anymore? They got invaded by Russia. <laughs> we learned the uh, language <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> we learned Greek or was it? Uh, <laughs> yeah,
0: uh, you know, for for it was so weird because I was talking to my dad this hmm. was like maybe three months ago, and I was because I did this gig in in um in Charleston, uh, Illinois, so it was, and I don't know if you have ever been there, but it's so peaceful. There's nobody there, and it's like there's no they don't care about social media and stuff, and it's just a forest, and it's just uh you know like their school is a castle, so it's like medieval time kind of. You know, there's there's no Uber. You you literally walk. You know, I thought it was just so beautiful and peaceful because it's a different lifestyle that I've been living. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I was my dad was like, "What what do you want? What's the end goal of your life? What do you want to do?" And I was like, "Oh, I don't know. Maybe retire in Charles, stand here Illinois, because I could do stand up there. I'm the most famous person there, and I could just walk and just be at peace. You know? And then I was thinking." Or I can move to Turkey. And then my dad said, but Turkey is a totally different language. And I didn't know that. I thought Turkey was just a place in Europe, you know, full that's of turkeys. English? That what? They're full of turkeys. No. <laughs> that's funny. what I thought. So I'd be like, I'd just be creaming and like everything's given. I'll just get a turkey. But no, that's not it at all. Mm-hmm. Tells you my stupidity intelligence. (laughs) But Uh, You know, comedy, it's one of those uh, things where, like, regardless if I get more famous or if I get more rich or whatever, I'm happy doing what I'm doing. You know what I mean? It makes me feel like a better person.
1: It's 1.48 p.m. in the afternoon in California. And we're chit-chatting, bro. There's a guy stuck in traffic right now. There's a guy just going into work. There's a guy that's still working right now. Do you understand yeah. how lucky we are? Like I I I I already know I shouldn't complain. Yeah. God punishes you, bro. God punishes you. Oh, really? You want to complain? Your life's not good. <laughs> I'll show you what bad life is. <laughs> You're doing roofing now for a living. <laughs> so that's fucking fucked up, man.
0: Yeah, dude, definitely, good. especially if it rains. Holy yeah, lord.
1: You're screwed <laughs> No, it's good when it rains. They get to stay home, but no money.
0: Right? Oh, really?
1: Yeah, if it rains. I thought I- that was
0: one of those jobs where, like, if you're a hooker and it rains, you still have to make money.
1: No, no, no. Those are Probably TikTokers. One. Uh
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, Richard, I want I wanted to ask you about uh feuds, you know, because I know you've had some, but I wanted hmm. to ask your Your opinion on the mature way because now it seems like you're very mature or you know you're you're wiser and stuff so what's advice where if you could go back in time what would you tell yourself to like maybe not get into these disagreements and just focus on your goal
1: i would i would tell myself in 2003 was it 2003 no no 2001 when i first started i would have pulled myself aside and said listen richard don't be scared. You're very funny. Um, nobody's going to believe in you. you you're you going to have to believe in yourself. OK, uh, it's going to be scary. It's going to be tough. Uh, but at the end of the day, everything works out OK. So but don't do anything. I mean, but you you first have to believe that you can actually do this. Um, If I could have gave myself that advice. And the second advice I would have gave myself is. Don't listen to other people. Nobody knows who you are, but you listen to you. I listen to so many people and so many people would put me in categories. They would say, you're this, you're a Latino comic. You're this kind of comic. Your comedy is this, your comedy is that. You should do this, you should do that. And I kept listening to a bunch of guys that are in the same fucking boat as me. Right. How the fuck do you know this? Because If you didn't know this, you wouldn't be talking to me about this. So if I could have went back I would have told myself, don't listen to the people around you, listen to the people that are doing what you want to do and then go follow those guys. Listen to how they got there. Um, Yeah,
0: I think that's great advice, because I think when you're when you're
1: doing comedy
0: and you're in with your peers and like, say someone has a little more success. So you obviously want to listen to them because, you know, they seem to be on the right track but then you don't realize that their tracks already been written. You know what I mean?
1: Or it's a totally different destination. Do you understand? Yeah. Yes. You you, you say Richard is successful. Yeah, but Richard also can go to Latin America, Peru, Venezuela and do all. I can't do that. So I'm not going to do what Richard did. Richard does what Richard does. I do what I do. And you got to understand nobody can tell you how to be you. And that's something I didn't understand as a young comic. Now as an older comic. Now I realize, listen, I know my voice. I know what I want to say. I know what I want to portray up there on the stage. I know how I want to deliver it. And, and other people come to me and say, Hey, you should do this. I say, Thanks, buddy. But I mean, if, if it's not a tag to a joke, I don't need you to tell me how to be on stage.
0: Right. And no, I hate I, that too. I,
1: I, don't tell me, oh, you you should do more of this. You should bring more props. You should do nah, no, nah, no, nah, no, nah. No. I know what the fuck I'm doing. If you don't Yo, want to tag I... my shit, tag my shit.
0: That happens to me, too, because, like, when I when I go on stage, uh, people will always, I would say, maybe 50% of the time, they'll say, hey, uh, you remind me so much of Norm Macdonald. And it's like, well, I toured with him for nine years, so obviously I have mannerisms, and he was my best friend, and you know what I mean? He was like my yeah. comedy dad, so,
1: mm.
0: I mean, I take that as a compliment, in a way, but... I also don't want to be known as Norm McDonald Jr. I want to be known as Keith Razor.
1: Listen, think keep being Keith. And, yeah. and 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 listen if you sound like Norm McDonald if if that's what sounds to you if you if when you decide that that sounds like Norm McDonald, I don't want to do it. I'm not going to do it that way, but don't force it. No, no, you can come it. to you. And once again, it's 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 a rhythm. Yes. You can see I I I follow that Tempo. That's fine. Your material's still original. Do you understand? Your point of view is the original part of this. Yeah. There's salsa and there's a hundred people that sing salsa. That's true. You understand? Yeah. There's rap and there's a million rappers. It's yeah. what you rap about that I give a fuck about.
0: Exactly. Not
1: that you have the same fucking rhythm as Norm McDonald. Yeah. Because we're not gonna hear that rhythm anymore. Yeah.
0: You because understand?
1: he's gone he's gone so what you're doing is yeah because you were with him you picked up a lot of manuals but at the end of the day little by little you'll start developing your own mannerisms and somebody else is going to copy your shit i can't okay. wait your, your mannerisms <laughs> you got you understand this oh, no, rhythm yeah motherfuckers called salsa this is what we do <laughs> you know
0: salsa. There there's somebody who, who, who does do one of my old jokes, but I, I haven't done it in like six years. It's on my very, very first 30 minute special, which for the audience, Richard's brother directed
1: <laughs> my first special. My first, <laughs> what did
0: I tell you, bro? Everybody has a first with Richard. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's becoming an ongoing joke.
0: <laughs> but. You know, let, let's talk about that, for example, because, you know, you you have two specials, right? Yes. Okay. Now let me ask you something. Do you feel, and I just want an honest answer. Do you feel your second special, like you're more proud of, and do you feel ashamed of your first special, I or vice I, versa?
1: I I yeah, I'll be honest with you. Some of the, my first special is a little cringy for me now as a as. A season comic because I know some of that stuff was a lot very low hanging fruit. Does right. that make sense? So I was like, eh, I could have done better. But now as a season comic, I'm I'm revamping those old jokes and then putting my emotional state in what I was feeling or where I was in my life when I thought of this joke.
0: And right. so I'm,
1: I'm peeling the onion per se, like Willie would say. And I'm digging deeper into my mindset. Why did I say that back then? What was I really trying to say? Because now I can decipher these things back when I was a young comic. I couldn't tell the difference between low hanging fruit or hacky shit or any of that stuff. But now as a as a 22 year old comic, I can look at a joke and even my own material. And I love fucking rewriting it, even though I'm not going to say it again. At least I know I have the skills to make it not hacky. Right. No, more original or make it more personal. So, yeah, it's an experience. You have to go through that shit to get to the honey. Does that make sense? You have to 100%. go 100%. And so now you put yourself in another level where you go, I cannot deliver the same shit I, I delivered last time. So I got to work harder. Now right. I've developed the skills to write better.
0: So, like, what I was going to say is because my first special, I it was a 30-minute special and i i'm i'm ashamed of it i hated it i think it's the worst uh you know i think it's terrible and then my hour special i'm very 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 proud of i think it's the best thing in the world i personally think it's the best stand-up special ever you know what i mean so it's funny how uh personalities can change in in just seven years you know what i mean
1: you'll forgive yourself yeah. I'm telling you, when I, in seven years when I saw my special, I cringed. Yeah. 22 years of a comedian. I get it. I understood myself. Do you understand? I forgave myself 22 years later from making that special, my first one, to now. I said, I forgive you, Richard. Forgive yourself, bro. Forgive yourself for that fucking shitty half hour. Shit. <laughs> Ask forgiveness from every person that ever bought it from you. <laughs> <Make> a- <laughs> Listen, guys, I need to get this off my chest. You- At the time I thought it was funny guys. At the time I thought I didn't do this with any malice. I just thought this was brilliant. And I sold it to you. But if if you realize now what I realize that is shit I'm sorry. I'm still not going to give you your money back. But I am sorry.
0: (laughs) One of of the jokes I used to do when I was selling the first special because I made like 3,000 of them. So I had to sell them. (laughs) I would would do the show. And if I had a great set i would sell a lot if i had a bad set i would be like well oc weekly said this was the funniest half hour comedy special of 2011 which is true which i don't i don't know why they wrote that i think i was the only oc comic who really not the point so then i would say that and then uh i remember i'm bombing earlier and then i'd be like unless they were here today they'd be like we changed our mind
1: that's hilarious!
0: <laughs>
1: oh my god. Okay, so LA Weekly has something to do with the blame too. So fucking throw them under <laughs> the bus too. <laughs> or OC Weekly, whoever the fuck printed that lie.
0: <laughs> I wanted uh, another. I have two more questions because I wanted to respect your time. One, I wanted to. I wanted to know what's it like. What was it like being on Real Rob? Real Rob? Yeah.
1: Um. The best part is I'm flying in from shooting Comedy Central Land America. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And as soon as I fly in that Friday, they call me on uh, the day before my birthday. His wife knows me and says, hey, Richard, do you want to be on Real Rob? Uh, We need a guy that comes and plays a a plumber. You have these lines. You think you can get this done? And it was literally it's not an audition. It's just like literally just friendship, you know, connections and nice. she said, I'm flying you out tomorrow. It's my birthday. Perfect. We'll celebrate your birthday in Miami. So I fly out to Miami the very next day. That, That's how it happens, guys. It, it's not that I audition for real, Rob. His wife knew me from Spanish comedy, and she produced a Spanish stand-up show. So it's just business. She said, I need a Latino guy that can deliver these lines in the next two days or in the next day. So The very next day, fly me out. I spent my birthday in Miami with Rob Schneider and the whole crew. I had a great time recording it. Um, And they were just really nice. And the fact that (laughs) I I admire the fact that Rob Schneider put the entire project on his shoulders. Yeah, He, he was paying me. He they were the ones providing all of this. You know what I mean? He was picking up the tab for all of this.
0: Because this is before he sold it, right? Yeah,
1: Yeah, this is before he sold it. Remember, this is just. All of us believing in Rob Schneider's dream. (laughs) Let's go. Let's do it. So even Joey Medina was in it. A bunch of other comedians were in there. And I can see that he pulled all his resources to make this happen. But I admire that. I admire that of any comic that says, I'm not going to wait for the industry to give me what I need. I'm going to tell the industry this is what you need. Right. and and direct and and good for him. He has the means to do that.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. Rob, because I know you, you toured with him a little. Rob mm-hmm. Schneider is a comic who, one, I think he would actually just love my humor. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think we would be a good team. But uh, I've never, you know, whenever I've gotten the opportunities to, to meet him or whatever, I've never gotten, I've never followed through, I guess. You know what I mean?
1: Can I give you an advice that um, Steve Martin wrote in his okay. book? that that now i follow yeah i opened for a lot of people a lot of famous people i've opened for a lot of them and steve martin in his book he, he writes i'd rather do a c club i'd rather do a b club be the headliner than be at an a club and be the feature yeah nobody remembers the feature nobody remembers the opening act when the people come in write articles they don't write articles about the feature or the opening act that's true yeah i would rather be the shittiest place, but I'm the headliner, meaning I'm the star of this night. Don't look for Rob Schneider anymore.
0: Yeah, I just wanted to interview yeah. him. I'm just yeah. saying oh, to
1: interview him. But yeah, yeah, yeah. but in terms of, I thought you for to work with him. No, yeah. no, no. Yeah. I was oh, just no, saying number. I think he would yeah. really
0: dig my hit. My favorite comic right now is uh, I'm sure you know him as Jamie Lysol, Do you know, Jamie.
1: Uh, you no, know, but it's okay. I...
0: Yeah, he 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 wrote real Robs, you know. And oh, he wrote, oh, I did
1: meet him then. Cuz yeah. the writer was there. Yes, yes, yeah.
0: Yes. He has glasses yes. and black hair. Yes, he is. He is so funny, and he he's a guy who tours with Rob. And I watched his, his dryball comedy special, and I thought it was just so unique. I mean, obviously there was Rob mannerisms in there, but. He made me laugh the entire time. And I'm just thinking, how come no one has made this guy a superstar? Because he has it. You know what I mean? Uh, because... I'm telling you, look up his comedy. You'll fall oh. in love with him.
1: Yeah, it's it's not time. That's it, man. Just keep... yeah. I, I feel that way about a lot of comics, too, where I go, shit, man. Why is this guy not funny? I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry, not funny, not famous, not funny. <laughs> Maybe that's why he's not famous. No, th- why is this guy oh. not famous? This guy's fucking hilarious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Ralph Barbosa. Do you know who that is? No. That's my new favorite comic. Oh, I yeah. saw Ralph uh, Barbosa. He's blowing up. He's he's on the Jimmy, or he was there last night or tonight. He'll be on, um, late night with Jimmy. Um, but he's just I as soon as I'm I, I saw him i at the Laugh Factory, and I'm like. You had me dying. And you understand, it's been 22 years of me watching comedy. Right. For somebody to make me just burst out fucking cracking up. I was like, who the hell is this kid? Right. I had to go meet him. I said, like, dude, kid, you got it. You're going to be a mega star. And like eight months later, boom, he's on the Jimmy. He has social media blows up. He's on HBO. He's all this stuff. And I was like, yeah, man. So you gave you
0: know, him his first start.
1: No, no, I didn't. I didn't. I know I, I didn't. <laughs> Not, that <guy. laughs> Not that guy. But uh, but I was really. That was the last time that somebody really had me going like laughing. That guy has a like just his set was fucking flawless. Yeah. Every line he cut the fat off of it. It was great.
0: And then my last question is uh, because your your history and comedy is so interesting, and the older you get, the you know the more success you're getting by doing Spanish comedy and stuff. Have you ever thought of trying to write a book or something to, to write down your thoughts on how you succeeded it? Uh, I don't
1: know. Maybe, maybe in the future, I'll I'll write something just, uh, and it's not going to be how to succeed. It's just so you get a glimpse or perspective of what the times were, Back when I started doing all of this, because when I started in 2001, George Lopez was one of the hottest comics in the country. Yeah. The Latino, right now, right now, that first George Lopez CD that came out in 2001 was the biggest boom to Latino culture. Uh, que Locos blew up, Calavision was promoting the hell of it. So we had a lot of these new networks that were called Spanglish networks. that were really thriving. And at that moment, being Latino was the hottest thing. I mean, shit, we got the refresh show going and it was selling out every Friday night. So
0: it was ten o'clock shows, too, for the folks at home.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if I write this book, I would want to make it almost like an eyewitness to the to the transition that happened in comedy in that moment and now believe it or not bro as we're having this conversation 10 years from now spanish comedy in the u.s is gonna be completely normal meaning stand-up the improv after 50 years they're like what's the biggest change that the improv has made in 50 years he says now we have to ask are you here for the spanish show or the english show right 50 years we never had to ask that question now we ask it why because richard showed up and he brought every latino to the improvs yeah, you know I mean? And he says, here's Spanish comedy. And what happened? Our society, people who live amongst us, all of them say we want this. This is the product we want. So I can see this blowing up in the future. Spanish comedy, especially look at what's going on in the border. You're talking about entire Latin America is coming towards the U.S. Venezuelans are here. It's not just Mexicans. It's every culture. And they all have one common thing is they speak Spanish. Yeah. Now, if we lose, lose the workforce in China, if we lose that workforce in China, Mexico will become that workforce. Here, if we need more more crops, if we need to grow up or manufacture more things, now we have to stand on our own as Americans. We're going to need Venezuelans, Guatemalans. We're going to need everybody. Because yeah. our society has decreased. Understand, I only have one kid. How old are you?
0: uh let's say 33
1: 33 let's say 33 i don't care but you're not having kids Do you understand that's not in your near future a lot of people think like you the new generation that's coming they think a lot like that less kids i'd rather do what i want to do i rather enjoy what i'm doing well then who the fuck is going to make the cell phones who the fuck is going to make what we need
0: yeah i get that I'm just saying age is not important to me only because I lie about it.
1: Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> But but to your to your answer of the book, I think it's going to be interesting for people to read what yeah. I was already thinking in 2001, 2002. I foresaw the future and I said Spanish comedy is going to be the shit here.
0: Yeah, because I, I you know, because I know you and I have a relationship with you. I've always gotten that that energy that you could write a really good book.
1: Oh, it, it'll come. But I think I, I think I would want to do it that way. Not that I'm teaching you how to be successful. I'm just telling you as an eyewitness what happened. Yeah. And how it, all of that affected my life. Just a story like anything else. You know what I mean, but you'll get a glimpse of what it was to do comedy in 2000s.
0: Well, Richard, where can the folks at home follow and support you?
1: At Richard Comedy on my platform. Go to my website at Richard Via Richard dot com. That's it. Or Richard via comedy on all my platforms. Well,
0: That's I'm it. glad we finally got this done this time. It really? is recording. Last time we did it, it didn't record.
1: And, I know, right?
0: <laughs> but, you know, it's um, you're one of my favorite human beings, man. And and I just wanted to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you for being you.
1: And can I tell you something, Keith? Yeah, I believe you because you never lie. I know. I do. That, that's the thing I about like having in this business. In this business, it's hard yeah. to find guys like you. Because what you told me is exactly what you feel. And yeah. in this business, it's hard to find that. So it's refreshing to meet people like that.
0: Yeah, especially when I when I call you out on stuff.
1: Yeah, I don't give a shit. That's what we're <laughs> supposed to do as friends. We don't <laughs> shit on each other all the
0: time. <laughs> and and, and I'm not crazy, supposed huh? to get mad. You're not
1: supposed to get mad because we're friends. That's what friends do. <laughs>
0: richard i love you buddy have a love great you, day and, you too uh, man
1: say hi to the family of your bobs and everybody man all right oh, i
0: definitely will all
1: right thanks buddy bye all right. bye richard bye.
0: all right guys that was the show with richard via subscribe rate review and tell a friend we'll see you next week hey guys thanks for listening to the show i really appreciate it if you enjoyed it please subscribe right review on apple podcast give us some feedback good honest Terrible? Doesn't matter. Also, follow us on social media. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. At Raza Riffs. I am also on Stereo if you would like to chat with me there. www.stereo.com slash Keith And on Cameo, www.cameo.com slash Keith Raza. If you enjoyed the show, please send us a donation on the Anchor app. We really do appreciate it and we'll rift with you again soon.